This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This judge has done everything but, you know, offer to adopt Kyle Rittenhouse. Like, he seems so clearly on his side. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Oh, shut up, Joy, and go make me a sandwich. Oh, hi. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. It's my favorite insult for chicks I don't like. Go make me a sandwich. <laughs> oinky, oinky. Six minutes after nine, all kinds of crap to talk about today. 210 599 Wow, uh, the Rittenhouse thing. Wow, wow. Uh, second day of deliberations today, right? And uh, they uh, were sent home last night, which is a little strange that this jury has not been sequestered and that uh, they were sent out into the uh, in to, to go to their homes in town with all these BLM jerks hanging around saying they're there to intimidate the jury so they can get a guilty verdict. Uh, well, there's a couple, a couple of things that are strange about that. <clears throat> First off, you know, most of us kind of look at this thing like, well, it's a pretty open and shut case, right? It was obviously self-defense. The prosecution's own star witness said that he didn't shoot me till I pointed my gun at him. Uh, you know, you, you wonder, if, but there's must be some, there must be some kind of hang up in, inside the jury there. Somebody's not agreeing with something. Or maybe somebody's been intimidated. And uh, this this whole thing has been squirrely since day one, man. Well, right off the bat, you know, there was a request for a, a copy of the instructions. So that told, either someone didn't understand or they right. wanted to see maybe what they could get away with. I guess. Because the instructions from the judge took forever. It was like over an hour, I think, uh, or maybe almost two hours, if I'm correct. So I, I don't know, man. I don't know. We're definitely living in an age where we we have allowed the mob, and that's what I call them, man, whether they're BLM or Antifa or whatever, the mob has an impact, has an influence on our justice system. The mob, we because we have allowed the mob free range, if you will, or free reign in these cities, man, when they, when they don't get what they want, they start burning the town down, whatever town you're talking about. Setting crap on fire, looting, stealing, assaulting people, attacking cops. You know, I heard Van Camp say this on, Van, on Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins yesterday, that we needed to put that stuff down when it first started happening, and that's absolutely right. Needed to put that crap down. Instead, they were called peaceful protesters. Remember the George, the good old days of the George Floyd riots when you'd have... You'd have uh, reporters out there uh, claiming there was peaceful protests and there's a building on fire behind them. We've allowed these punks, these pukes, to occupy entire neighborhoods. And this is what you get. Okay, They now have an influence. Because we allowed them to have an influence. That's absolutely what's happened. The mob now has an influence on how... Uh, trial, how, how verdicts are decided. So I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm feeling pretty weird about this all of a sudden. I think he might be going to jail. I don't know. What do you think? 210 Oh, also, Mike, Tice, Mike Tyson apparently smokes toad venom. He smokes toad slime. He, uh, this uh, came out in some damn interview with somebody. That he he collects these desert toads, and uh, they extract the venom somehow. They have this venom that's got uh, psychedelic properties. I remember back in the eighties, people talking about this crap that you could lick a toad and like and like do some tripping. I, I was always a bit far for me to go. I mean, I, I you know I I did a fair amount of partying mm-hmm. back in the eighties. 
of all manner, <laughs> all kinds of partying. But I can honestly say I've never licked a toad. So anyway, it... <laughs> Don Morgan never lick a toad. <laughs> I can't say that I have. You never licked a toad, have you? Mm-hmm. No. Chris, no. you ever licked a toad? <laughs> I just like saying that. Not Sounds on so purpose. Funny. Not on purpose? No. How did you accidentally lick a toad? I tripped and it fell, my tongue came out, and I licked the damn thing. Before you hopped away. It's stuff you tell the staff at the emergency room. Yeah, I fell. <laughs> I fell and accidentally <laughs> licked some slime off this toad. And now I'm seeing trails. Well, I was young and I felt sorry for her. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. Sure. Yeah. Are you sure it wasn't the other way around? Oh, God. Because that happens, too. Well, apparently he's got a toad farm. And he, Farmer he's, Mike. he's got like over 50 of these freaking frogs. And he says, in my twips. Oh, I, I can't do it in my Tyson voice. <laughs> you won't be able to understand what I'm saying. In my trips, I've seen that death is beautiful. Life and death both have to be beautiful, but death has a bad rep. Kinda. Yeah, Mike. The toad has taught me that I'm not going to be here forever. The toad. There's an expiration date. <laughs> you needed a freaking frog to tell you that? I'm well aware of it right now. The toad taught him that. <laughs> oh, God. He smokes toad slime. Oh, man. He smokes toad slime. I'm sure he's done worse. <laughs> he said he was drinking and he was doing drugs and doing cocaine and it packed on a lot of weight. He got fat. And so then he started smoking the toad venom. <laughs> he lost weight and started feeling better about himself. I ain't bit no one no time recently. It's just a toad. But they don't, a have, to- they don't have ears, so it doesn't matter. How do the toads feel about this, you know? I don't know. They weren't using it anyway. <laughs> Maybe that's why they just sit there staring off into space for long periods of time. They're high on their own <laughs> no, they're slime. They're high on their own slime. Can you imagine getting high on your own sweat? Wow, that'd you, be great. You, you'd never be wasted in your life. <laughs> that'd be great. You, all of a sudden, you'd be exercising every, every day. Every, <laughs> I'd be hitting the gym every day, man. If I could lick my own sweat and get high. Because we're toad licking. Dan it, dan it, dan We're toad licking. Um, here's Ted. Ted, how are you? I think that was a deep purple song, Sean. We're toad licking. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so... Hey, Ron Nuremberg, you ever lick a toad? All right. He kissed some ass yesterday. Anyway, uh, how you doing, Ted? <laughs> so, so there, one of the, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial uh, accusations is that, that he provoked uh, the attacks on him by carrying uh, the weapon around with him, right? Right. And so, so apparently it's okay that if you do something and you provoke people, then they in turn can do whatever they want, right? Right, so, apparently. So, firstly, is it not fair to say that burning my city down, uh, beating up my cops, uh, rolling dumpsters into my car lot, burning up, you know, 50 cars in my car lot, is right. that kind of provocation? I, yeah, I would think so, but apparently the prosecution, that, the DA doesn't believe that. Isn't everything that President Brandon is, has been doing been of a pro- provocational nature. Yes. Did I take a word up? No, I don't think I did. No, I don't so, think you did either. So they wonder, they wonder why people um, are are upset. They wonder why people do things like, you know, what happened on uh, January 6th. They wonder why people go to school board meetings and yell at the, at the PTA. Oh, God. Uh, they, yeah. They're being provoked. I, can, I agree. I concur, absolutely. I, I think they want a war in this country. I don't know about that, but I mean, it's, it's just silly that the way it's portrayed on, on in the news and the media, and that's across everything, is that, you know, it's okay uh, to do whatever you want as long as you don't provoke somebody. And, and if you get a... a right. You know, a, well, it depends uh, on who you are, though, and who you vote for. It depends on which side of this aisle you're on. If you're on one side the, of it, you can do anything you want. If you're on the other side of it, you can't do anything. Uh, and you shouldn't have the ability to do anything. And the cynical part is it's right out there in the open. They yep. don't care if it's obvious. 
That, I, I know. That's, I gotta go, man, but that's, you're right. It's right there in front of you. These are strange days, man. Strange days. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm John. How are you? Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Uh, 210-599-5555. Why am I talking like this? Uh, let's talk to Mike here about the Rittenhouse thing. Mike, how are you doing? Hey, love your show, brother. No, thank you. What do you? What's on your brain there? Well, I think the first shot across the bow with this Rittenhouse thing was actually Brett Kavanaugh when somebody with that much power and name mm. and stature could get ran through the bus for, well, let's face it, he didn't do it. Right. Uh, Rittenhouse did not, <clears throat> you know, do anything other than save his own life, you know. So, but the thing is, is everybody, you know, no matter how this goes, we need to just sit back, relax, take a breath, because if the brown shirts go out and destroy themselves, they're going to do it because last riots, Don Lemon or somebody at CNN was literally on air while they were trying to burn down CNN. Yeah. Inside. The- They're exactly right. I forgot about that. Remember? And they had all those pictures of graffiti on the CNN logo. Yeah. Like the, the crazy thing about these people that are doing this is they have been just so confused by the media and twisted in knots. It's terrible. I, I I really pray for the country. I do. I do too, man. These are strange and dark times. They really are. I appreciate the call, Mike. Thank you so much. He's right. Now look at this thing here uh, uh, with the, the, the FBI and these parents that are showing up to these school board meetings across the country. All right? the F- It comes out now we have a whistleblower inside the FBI. Uh, that has contacted uh, a few Congress people, uh, uh, Jim Jordan. And according to the whistleblower inside the FBI, come to find out from this person that the uh, the FBI is, in fact, using the domestic terrorist division to investigate these parents. They're They're applying threat tags to parents. They're looking at their bank accounts. They're looking at their, they're hacking into their computers, apparently. They're surveilling them. They're following them, creating a file on them as if they were a terrorist. These are parents who are just showing up to school board meetings because they're concerned about their kids and what they're being taught. They are being treated like actual terrorists, and they are being followed. I mean, how does <laughs> these are American citizens, man? These are American citizens, and the FBI is using counterterrorism tactics to investigate them for merely showing concern uh, about what's going on in, in the schools and what their kids are being taught as far as CRT. Uh, we we have the cover up in Loudon of uh, of two rapes, as far as we know. Uh, of, uh, of, of two young girls, young women, uh, high school age who, who were raped by a, a dude in a dress who walked into a bathroom and they covered it up. And now apparently Merrick Garland, uh, has lied under oath. And they're calling for his resignation because he said, no, we're not doing that. He was asked point blank, you know, under oath. Are you sir, are you investigating these parents? Are you using the the FBI uh, and the the counterterrorism division to invest? He said, "No, we're not doing that." He lied. I mean, again, these are American citizens. How does that make you feel? What if uh, you do something they don't like? What if I say something on the radio they don't like? You know, the FBI chasing after you. I mean, think about that crap, man. This is spooky, spooky stuff. And uh, I'm like Mike, the last caller. I fear for the future of this country. I really do. Whether you're talking about the use of of thugs uh, in the streets to create chaos and violence whenever uh, somebody uh, doesn't get what they want in a courtroom. Or you're you're talking about uh, weaponizing entire agencies 
uh, uh, of the of the of the federal government uh, against American citizens. I mean, this is scary stuff. Here's Esteban. Esteban, how you doing? All right. You know, I've all when Nancy Grace first got on CNN, I hated how all these basically what should be a local event, a local trial, becoming a national news story. Right. And how much factually incorrect reporting has there been on the Kyle Rittenhouse thing? Oh, my God, it's horrible. And so, yes, I believe in victims' rights, but I also believe in fair trial. Because when a fair trial doesn't happen, really the deceased victim gets screwed. Yeah. Because because that dishonors their, their memory and their name. And as far as the FBI following parents around, I have lots of progressive friends and nothing surprises me because they get so convinced that they're right that anything to achieve their end is fair game. Yeah. As a conservative, as a follower of Christ, there are restrictions on my behavior by faith. My my God tells me not to do certain things even when I'm right. Hmm. And progressives don't have that. No, they don't. And that, with that crowd, that really is, I've, I've learned this a long time ago, that that really is the ends justify the means. And if they consider you to be wrong, it doesn't, your rights don't matter. <laughs> you know, nothing matters about you if they think you're wrong. Yep. They are deeply hypocritical. It's weird, man. Hey, Esteban, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. I, I once had a guy I worked with years ago, uh, who's a real liberal and he actually said to me that he think he thought certain people shouldn't have free speech certain people shouldn't have free speech certain people shouldn't be able able to uh, allowed to you know publish or voice their opinions because they're just freaking wrong well that's the thing it's like whatever you're entitled to your opinion but he's confident in his opinion right? right no this is how it should be right right useful idiots Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And we're back. News Talk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. I'm Sean. Hi Chris. Hi John. I see you. I see you. I see you. And you. And you. And you. This radio show is kind of like the romper room. It's like a, it's like radio romper room. Anybody remember Romper Room? If you do, you're an old fart like me. Or pronounced Romper Romper Room. Bang. Um, uh, Matt Schlapp, apart from having a funny name, is the chairman of the American Conservative Union. He wants he wants uh, PBS to stop receiving federal funding. Once because of Sesame Street. Because Sesame Street has a new character, a new Muppet, called Ji Young, a Korean-American Muppet. He's a Korean puppet. And uh, he says it's kind of silly, you know, what race is Ernie? What race is Bert? Why should Muppets be racially divided or identified by race at all? And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how, where you stand on Korean puppets, uh, you know. Well, what's the blue guy? What's the blue guy? What is he? Okay, what's what the hell is Oscar? He's green, man. He's freaking green. Bert's freaking yellow. <laughs> Bert's yellow, man. Uh, he's a little jaundiced. He's a little jaundiced. You know, drinks, nah, nah. drinks a little bit, liver's failing. You know. <laughs> well, if you had to live with Ernie's dumbass, wouldn't you right. be drinking too? Hey, Bert. Ah, I'm going to the liquor cabinet. He's in there with his rubber duck again. I don't even want to know. <laughs> uh, Ernie's got his rubber duck. Yep. We got some vodka. Yep, uh, messing, messing with my bottle cap collection. Uh, got that unibrow going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a big deal. Uh, hey, Bert. Uh, and so now they got a Korean puppet. My Jack said this, and I I, I got to go with Jack's take on this, Ricardi's take on this from about a week ago, where he said it's it's Sesame Street. It was created by a bunch of freaking hippies. 
Right. It's supposed to be, you know, all the people, you know, together. And mm. why did it take them 50 years to come up with a, you know, Asian Muppet? They're just now coming up with an Asian Muppet? <laughs> so what the hell took them so long, man? That's not impressive. <laughs> well, you know, I, I guess the original premise of it all was that there, with the, with the Muppets, there were no races. I they thought were, that's what the point was. You know, and you just kind of, you know, there there was nothing there to add any stigmatism that, that right. you know, it just wasn't there and so everybody accepted you know the 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 muppets had interactions with the humans and you know right. it was all like one big happy neighborhood is what it was supposed to be right so it never occurred to me that there were uh, you know the need for different races well, of and, and muppets the, and the human cast was, the human cast was pretty diverse yeah. Yeah, the Hispanic chick, you know, yeah, the black dude. Maria. Maria. Gordon was the Gordon was the black yeah. dude. Bob. <laughs> Bob was yeah. Well Bob was Bob. He was the honky. Yeah. You know. And uh are we gonna have like Muppet Lives Matter now? I mean are they gonna <laughs> if, you know what I mean? If, if, if Oscar pisses somebody off, <laughs> Muppet Lives Matter will burn Sesame Street to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Start throwing bottles of like you know, I don't know Sesame Street spoiled milk, you know, at like Sesame Street cops. Uh, you know, at, at at one time that show was a real fascinating concept. It was, but, but as time went on, and they tried too hard to be everything to right. You know, when they started, like, you know, all, all of a sudden Cookie Monster's eating cabbage. You know, I mean. <laughs> I was like, it's gone. It's over. Yeah, you know. And it, you know, I, I, honestly, I grew up, the first generation of kids. Yeah, me too. Was us. Well, that's watching right. that show. Yep. And I can't say that any time I had a weight problem, it was a, it was a direct correlation <laughs> to Cookie Monster. Right. And Just this, didn't happen. And this for Molotov cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> one. One cocktail. Uh, uh. You know, <laughs> one. I, one. <laughs> One firebomb. Ah, 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 ah. Two, two, two firebombs. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I'm going to burn this town to the ground. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Muppet lives matter. All right. Work, work, work. I actually, look, you know, cool kids watch the electric company. Let's let's face it, okay? Your, your uncool kids watch Sesame Street. The cool kids watch the Electric Company with Easy Reader, mm-hmm. Spider Mang. Right, <laughs> that was a good show. Oh, okay, two one zero Spider Man. Remember Spider Man was yeah. on the Electric Company. I don't know why. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. There was no educational premise in the Spider Man. <laughs> he just was there. He was just kind of showing up. Just Spider Man yeah. just showed up every now and again. And, you know, Spider Man never talked. It was always the word balloons that popped. He never out. talked. He never did anything superhero like like he never fought anybody. He just jumped he just, out. He just would sh- show up. You know, eat potatoes or something. Like <laughs> he had his Spidey sense too. He had his Spidey sense. Yeah. Hey Bert. Hey Bert. How much gasoline should I put in this bottle? I'm going to give it to the man. <laughs> well, just put the wick down close, close to the bottom, Ernie. Dumbass. You get the, remember the two silhouettes of the faces that face each other, one to say one half of the word? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and Tifa. <laughs> <laughs> Muppet, li- Muppet lives matter. <laughs> and Tifa. And Tifa. <laughs> oh, God. What are you fighting to see about <laughs> Not really, man. Bunch of Muppets wearing hoodies, tearing the crap out of Sesame Street. <laughs> Lighting Oscars on a can on fire and crap. Occupying that stupid town or row house. It's... <laughs> yeah. Well, instead of the dumpster fire, just be the trash can fire. The trash can <laughs> fire. Somebody burns, somebody burns Big Bird's nest. <laughs> <laughs> Smashes all the eggs. That's a big nest. That'd be a huge fire. Snuffle up. Light it up! Snuffle up. <laughs> Why do we want? <laughs> <laughs> Muppet lives matter. That's funny as crap, man. <laughs> what do we want? <laughs> oh, God. God. Cookies and fire. Fires and cookies. <laughs> Screw the man. <laughs> they send in Grover to negotiate. <laughs>
Grover. <laughs> he was just flailing arms. I'm trying to think what Grover's voice sounded like. He was a little weirdo, too. Like, <laughs> Screw the man! <laughs> Defund the police! Police are racists! They hate blue people! They wake up wanting to kill blue people! And green people! And a little Korean chick that just showed up! Well, see, they, they, would throw, they would throw Grover, and then he would break his nose on something. God. He pulls his nose up and hurls it at somebody. We ran out of rocks. Snuffle like I'm going to use my nose. Snuffle up against comes up and like takes a big mammoth crap on the <laughs> Muppet crap on the <laughs> of Sesame Street City Hall. Super Grover runs into a drone. <laughs> oh God, what are we talking about here? I, I got to take a break. All right, two, two one zero. Muppet lives matter. Ah. Right. <laughs> I forgot we're flammable. <laughs> right, then they're they setting themselves on fire. All right. Remember, there'd be a news break with Kermit the Frog. Remember when he was the news reporter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> These are largely peaceful protests. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> All right. Hi, this is Jack Riccardi, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. Yes, indeed. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Here's Richard. Richard. Hey there, Sean. What's going on? Uh, I hate to, hate to admit this, but uh, I actually remember Captain Kangaroo and Mr. Green Jean. <laughs> I do too, man. What was up with uh, Kangaroo's hair, man? Yeah, the bizarre haircut. Yeah. So what, what, do, you, what do you got going? Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, when Esteban called in, I agreed with everything he said except one word. And when he described them as progressives, I don't describe them as progressive. I describe them as communist instigators and communist dupes. That's all. I, the only difference I have with it. I agree, because uh, the, the term progressive, what are they progressing towards? The term progressive kind of connotes the idea that somehow they're expansive of mind or they're open to new ideas, but they're not open to anything. They, they really are communists. You're right. <clears throat> and prog- progressives went out with the scumbag Clintons. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hey, I got to go. Thank you, Richard. Rock on. Oh, God, Captain Kangaroo. Raise your hand if you remember Captain Kangaroo. Now, wasn't that a weird-ass show? When you think about it, it really was a strange show. Chris, did you ever watch Captain Kangaroo? Is that before? That's before your time. Look up a picture of Captain Kangaroo. He's a weird-looking dude. When you think about it, he's got those weird. He's got those. Let me, now I gotta take. I gotta look him up here. Captain Kangaroo. And why was he called Captain Kangaroo? What was he a captain of? Bob Keeshan was the actor who played him. And uh, <laughs> look at me. I'm actually looking up Captain Kangaroo. Now. Yeah, what a strange-looking dude, man. You look at pictures of Captain Kangaroo now, and you you just do an image search on him, Google search, and just look at the images that come up. It's like, what a weird-looking dude, man. It was like this old guy that had a Mo Howard haircut and Elvis Presley sideburns. Yeah. <laughs> and he wore a long red coat. He wore a long red coat. Mr. Green Jeans. It's just kind of creepy. Mr. Green Jeans. I forgot. Remember the bunny rabbit used to bang his head on the countertop all the time? Oh, Yeah. yeah. What the hell, man? You look at them now, and it's like, God, what a weird-looking dude. The, the moose with a penchant for ping-pong the, balls. The moose. <laughs> I forgot about the moose. And I used to watch it. I used to watch it. Captain Kangaroo. It, well, it, was on, it was on every day, every morning. It was on every morning school. before you go to school, and it was on for years. Yeah. I think he started that show in the 60s, didn't he? Probably. It's such a strange-looking dude, man. That's all. I just never realized what a strange-looking dude Captain Kangaroo really was. Oh, look, there's, that's weird. There's a picture of him with uh, <laughs> with Bruce Jenner, <laughs> who now is a very strange-looking dude himself. Yeah. What's even weirder is there was a time that Bill Cosby was on Captain Kangaroo. Oh, God. Think about that. Picture pages on there. You got a Kool-Aid? 
You got any Kool-Aid, Captain Kangaroo in your fridge? <laughs> and who was the guy who was the fix-it handyman guy? He was kind of a weird-looking dude, too. I can't think of what his name was now. Oh, Mr. Um... God, you know the guy with the paint on the hat and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's been like 50 years. God, it has been. <laughs> I can't remember. It has been like 50 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there's the moose and the rabbit. Bizarre show. Yeah, he started that show in the late 50s, I think. Because when he first started, he looked totally different. He was like a train conductor-looking guy. Right. Then he became a captain. Then he had a big walrus mustache. Mm-hmm. And then he became Captain Kangaroo with the uh, with the weird <laughs> bizarro haircut there. God, that's weird. Here's Doug. Doug, how are you? <coughs> Doug. Good morning, Sean. Hey, only got, hey. only got about a minute. What are you thinking, man? Uh, I wanted to comment on the deuce asking Jim Jen Saki about the president calling. Uh, oh yeah. Rittenhouse a terrorist. Uh, she didn't want to comment on it, but she was able to to, to sneak in that the, the the president doesn't think that vigilantes should be running right. around the streets. Look, all of that should have been grounds for a mistrial in and of itself. Well, that's right. But you know what? If if they keep poking their fingers in people's chest and they keep letting this kind of stuff happen, what do they think they're going to get? I don't they know, man. We're going to start pushing back. And they're doing the exact kind of thing that stirs people up. That's all I got. I agree, man. You too, man. I think bad times are on the way. Well, bad times are already here. We'll see. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. It's a 10-mile detour just to get to the other side. And I know, haven't had a house burned down with my wife in it. She got out safely, God willing. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. The president is a mumbling weirdo. News Talk 550, KTSA, five minutes after 10, I'm Sean. The film lines are open, the film lines are open, 210-599-5555. And uh, uh, Joy Reid is just a, a piece of work, isn't she? We just love Joy Reid on MSNB Puke. She did a TikTok video where she starts talking about white tears. She's talking about white tears in regards to the Brett Kavanaugh hearings, where, you know, uh, completely unsubstantiated accusations of sexual abuse or whatever, sexual assault, were leveled against that man. And, uh, and he had to, uh, he had to, you know, his family had to deal with that. And she's talking also about Kyle Rittenhouse when he broke down on the stand. We talked about what happened that night. In America, there's a thing that both white vigilantism and white tears, particularly male white tears, really white tears in general, because that's what Karens are, right? They can, they can go, they can Karen out, and then as soon as they get caught, bring the waterworks. White men can get away with that too, because it has the same effect. She's brilliant, isn't she? Oh, Steve wants to talk about Captain Kangaroo. That's cool. Steve, how you doing? I'm good. Hey, Sean. First time I've ever called in. But uh, I wanted to let you know about Bob Keeshan. Bob Keeshan actually won the Navy Cross on Iwo Jima with another movie star, Lee Marvin. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I believe 16 16 Navy Crosses given out that day. Damn. But uh, Bob Keeshan actually stood up on the beach while everybody else was down and directed fire. And the reason he did it was there were no officers left. Oh, wow. They called him Captain from that point on. But his clothing on the show was based off of Captain Hook. And that's where they gave him the nickname Captain. Oh, I see. I I did not know that. He still had a funky hairdo, though. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Of course, everybody did back then. All right, thanks for the call, Steve. I was unaware of Bob Keeshan's World War II service. Thank you for your service, Captain. 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I just want to get this thing. Oh, God, if could you imagine living in Kenosha right now, and and just not knowing what the hell's going to happen? Yeah, BLM all over the place, and they're saying they're actually admitting to it that we're here to intimidate the jurors. We have allowed the mob 
to have an influence on our justice system. The mob rules now. Okay, what the mob what the mob will or will not do. Now wrap your mind around this. What the mob will or will not do now possibly impacts has an impact on how a jury rules. How would you feel if that was you? Now, you know, I don't know. You can call me up 2105995555. But the minute this rioting crap started, we should have put it down, man. Should have be, we should have put an end to that immediately. And instead, oh, they're peaceful protesters. Uh, you know, it's they're justified because of systemic racism. <laughs> and now, now the mob has an influence. Because I don't know, I, I you know I don't know what uh, what the hell's going on, but uh, this is day number two. And you and I, uh, you know, you and I. Uh, uh, I've been watching this thing and following this thing, and I think the general consensus with a lot of folks, unless you're a liberal idiot, and you just take your talking points from other liberal idiots, is that uh, it was self-defense, obviously. But, uh, you know, we're in day number two. I think something's wrong, man. Because, you know, first off, why they didn't keep him sequestered, why they let the jury go home last night, and why they allowed BLM to be up there running video on them, you know, is is beyond me. It's this this whole thing has been squirrely. So I don't know, man. I don't know how this is going to go. I, I'm a little nervous that the deliberations are. I, again, you never really know what deliberations or, or what's going on or how a jury is going to rule. But Chris, doesn't it feel like a little hinky winky to you? Like what is up? Okay, what's up? They've asked the the judge. Uh, for his instructions to be printed out so they can take a look at that. I, so somebody's having a problem with something. And that was, you know, like within the first couple of hours. Yes. Of the, the first couple of hours. Uh, I don't know, man. Well, and also, you know, I look at people who think he's guilty, and pretty much their biggest argument is he shouldn't have been there. Like that's, that's what the was only argument about it. Right. Now, you know what? I could argue that, too. You know, right? He shouldn't have been there, but, but he, was. he was defending himself. He was def- he was still. It doesn't really matter that he was or was not. I mean, that, that, he, that he was there. That's not. You can't argue that that he shouldn't have been there, and and that's why you should send him away for the rest of his life. That doesn't play into it. There are a whole lot of other people that shouldn't have been there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You have to deal with just the facts of what happened, and uh, and you know. He was obviously very obviously defending himself. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. But you know, in 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 this world, <laughs> in this world, in this America, you know, anything is possible. And again, uh, we we do know uh, that uh, in America, the mob does in fact have an influence. Look at the Chauvin trial. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Charles. Charles, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. Long-time listener, uh, and I'd like to comment on that. Sure. So if you'll give me 30 seconds and not cut me off, I'd appreciate it. Well, first of all, you know, I want you to know that I, I agree with most of what everybody's saying, but he did kill three people. There's got to be some consequence for that. He should never have been there. If he would have stayed at the car lot instead of walking down the street, that would have been a that would have probably given more credence self-defense now if they find him guilty i they're only going to find him guilty on for killing three people he should at least go to a mental institution or something something to worry he, he can a mental institution therapy. you know I, I don't know about that i mean i he's, no, he's well, not really showing i mean it doesn't really look like he's crazy or this whole thing started let, let, let's see where this whole thing started and, and and I hope to God that you don't think that I'm some type of racist or no, anything like no, that. No, no, of course not. No, well, look, an African-American woman and an African-American guy who should never have been together got together, had some kids. She buys a car. He believes he has a right to it, even though they're separated. He comes over, tries to take the car. The police come. They shoot him because he did something that he shouldn't have done, and that's why the police officer got off. That's where this whole damn thing started. And I'm just sick of this whole thing. And I hope to God 
you know, if they they want a civil war, let's have it. You know. Well, I don't know you know, we may be, we may. I hate to say, it, I don't like to fan the flames of that, but we may be heading there. You know. <laughs> well, anyway. Well, All anyway, right. like I said, and, and I'm Mexican, so you know, if they if you try to say I'm a racist, I'm not. A I'm racist. not saying you're racist. I I, I don't. I, I in the original case, though, he did have a knife. He did come at the, at them with a knife. And if you do that, yeah. if you and I, you or I did that, we'd be shot. You know, so, that's just the truth of it. But all right, Charles, so, I, I got to. So, so, anyway, thanks. You're you're welcome. Two one zero five. I mean, that's you know, if I went after a cop with a knife, he'd shoot me. <laughs> Lily ass white me. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Heart attack, Dan. Hey. Hey, hey, Dan. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing a lot better now. That's for sure. Did you have a heart uh, attack? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I the did last too. Time yeah, I called you. I, the last time I called you, I had a heart attack because I was having shit with my. Oh, hey, face. dude! Oh, dude! He can't cuss on the radio. Remember where you are. Two one zero five nine. I'm the only one that can cuss. No, I'm kidding. Two one zero five nine nine. Speaking of heart attack, I'll be here. <laughs> Chris is having a heart attack now. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's another Dan. Dan, how are you? That's too bad, Sean. Yeah, I, I just think it'd be a shame if they convict an innocent man based on the mob. Yeah, it would be because it, it means our justice yeah. system is no is broken. Yeah, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he shoot three white guys? Yes. Two of them carrying weapons. One was a pedophile. One was an armed robber. Well, you know, a lot of people. Right. Apparently, a lot of people were surprised. That they were white guys because the media had kind of portrayed it differently. They portrayed him as a white supremacist. The, the president called him a white supremacist. There's absolutely no evidence that he is, but that's what he was labeled. And so when people found out there were three white guys, they're like, "What?" Uh, yeah, and somebody maybe somebody should tell tell BLM that it was three white guys. <laughs> yeah, they don't care, man. <laughs> they don't care. They just want to loot and burn. Yeah, yeah, yep. that's true. All right, man. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Bye. Yep. Yep, bye-bye. They don't care. They just want to loot and burn. That's the point. They, they need an excuse to loot and burn. And we let them. Whether it's Antifa, BLM, or both of them, we let that happen. And now it's a reality in America. And the reality of it, sorry, is that these people are now having an influence on, on juries. And there's really, I mean, I, I believe that absolutely. I mean, they're actually, they don't even care that you know anymore. They're actually admitting <laughs> on video, on TV, we are here to intimidate the jurors. And we let them. 210 We'll take a little break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. This is Jamie Markley, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back, man. News Talk 550 KTSA. Rudy J. from ESPN, the sports star, joins us. He's on the morning show with Rob Thompson, Monday through Friday from 7 to 10. How are you? I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, I don't know. I I'm thinking about You need a nap. I need a nap. Every time, every, every day comes in here. It's just me. I need a nap. Three days in a row. I need a nap. You take a nap. Go Mimi's. Are you still been by yourself or Trey back? No, he's back. He's, he's back. back. I'm okay. actually going to be doing three days next week for Trey. By yourself? Yeah, because he'll he'll be gone. He's taking a week off. But uh, must be nice. Then I'll really need some Mimi's. You don't need some Mimi's. So uh, what's up? Uh, I think I'm actually before I nap, I might go home and lick a toad. <laughs> it depends on where that's. <laughs> it depends. I. I've heard good things about it, but I'm too scared. I'll just, I gonna, just, I just take people's word for it. Right. That one I think I can. So, so I bring it up because Mike Tyson yeah. says that he, he was depressed. He was overweight. He was drinking heavily and he, he smoked the venom of a certain desert toad, right? Right. And he had some kind of revelation about life and, uh. Yeah. So his, he lost a daughter. To a treadmill accident. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like she was on the treadmill somehow when another oh, no. got caught in the cord. That's when he went into the dark place that he was talking right, about. Right, right. And um, I heard him talking about it, and he said it's like he saw things that you just don't normally see on this trip, and <laughs> wow. it changed. I don't know. Like, I just want to take his word for it. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to be. I'm not in the dark enough place yet. Let me go. <laughs> I've, let, I've got let my somebody... life spiral out of control first before I start smoking toad. 
smoking toad, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get pretty depressed sometimes, but not enough to smoke toad. Yeah, man. I mean, like, first of all, who's the guy <laughs> who's the that f- extracts the venom from the toad? Where is he live? I, I want to know who the first person to do it. Like, what, what made who them do, do it? Call, like, I, I would think that's a guy that you would call and be like, hey, man, let me talk to. Let me talk to little Tony. <laughs> like, little what Tony. You, who is little Tony? Like, I would think to get to the guy that has the toad venom, mm-hmm. you'd have to go through like six bosses. <laughs> like the guy that sells toad venom. A toad cartel. He, he's not, the guy that sells toad venom isn't meeting you at QT. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You gotta, you gotta prove yourself to get to the toad venom. Yes, the toad venom, man. You gotta go through a few dudes but so to get what there. Is, is it liquid? I guess it's some kind so of venom. So you smoke it like crack? Well, I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know how you smoke a liquid, but I guess you. I don't know. I guess you have to ask Chris. Chris, yeah, Chris, know. Chris, you know how to smoke? I mean, his venom. last name is Glass. He dries it somehow. It dries. Oh, and then you crumble it or something, or you know, maybe turn it into a powder or something. I'm good. I'll pass. Yeah, I'll take Mike's word for it. You know, I've done a lot of crazy things in my life, but have you? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> When are you yeah. going to write that? When are you going to write that book? <laughs> oh, I've already have. All it's, all in there. it's all in there. A lot of it is, yeah. That's awesome. But uh, I, uh, but you know, I, because I, I remember back in the eighties, that was a rumor that you could lick a frog and trip. And I was like, that's just I don't. If I got to lick a frog to to you know go tripping and see stuff, ah, that's all right. Uh, just give me <laughs> give me some Everclear. <laughs> give me some Everclear. <laughs> I'll take the Everclear. I'm good. I'm good. You man. can keep the toad man. <laughs> No, no toad looking yeah, around man. here. It just sounds funny to say, is not it? It does. You just go smoke some toad. <laughs> I'm good with that, man. I'll I'll pass. All right. Rudy J. Man, <laughs> always have a blast. <laughs> ESPN see you tomorrow, Morning brother. Show. All right, Chris, man. Nah, later, <laughs> have a good day, brother. <laughs> no toad smoking around here, man. <laughs> That's just too far to go for a buzz, even for me, man. You don't meet the toad venom dealer at QT. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You got to go through a few dudes. You it's like a toad cartel. Right? Yeah. <laughs> no, man, I don't know nothing about no toads, man. Hey, call this dude. Call this dude. His name is Ribbit. <laughs> they all have frog names. <laughs> His name is Kermit. He'll tell you to call Wart. He'll <laughs> call Wart and get you to the Kermit. Yeah. Get you some toad venom, huh? But I don't know nothing about no toads. How am I, how am I going to know it's the guy? He's got wards all over his tongue. <laughs> he little little guy looks like he's made out of a raincoat or something. He hangs out with his pig chick. <laughs> his name's Kermit. Get you your toad venom. We're back to Sesame Street. Yeah, I know. How'd that happen? Grover starts licking Kermit. <laughs> Tastes, like chicken. <laughs> Tastes like what? Tastes like chicken. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> yeah, toad smoking. That's a little far even for me to go to get a buzz. That's uh, token. You know, token. That takes a token to a whole croaking. Didn't you say croaking this morning? Do the croak. Do the croak. Hey, you want another croak? <laughs> I'm on the croak. But who is it? You know, it's <clears throat> David Brenner used to say. You know, the bravest man in the world was the first guy to drink milk. You know, you see that thing over there, the one with the balloon between its legs. I'm going to go over there and squeeze that balloon, and whatever comes out, I'm going to drink. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking the same thing about the first guy that got high off a of toad slime. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. What, well, what how part did, of that how, made you think it was a good idea? How did you put that together, you that know, you should lick that, or lick it, or, or smoke it? I think it was probably unintentional. You know, he picked up a toad. <laughs> Thought it was a know, cigar? I don't know. And rubbed his eye after. Oh, yeah. And, Oops. Things got weird. Started seeing dragons yeah. and trails and stuff, and the wall started breathing. Yeah, and then it was like, where's that toad? We're toad smoking. Yeah. Dan and Dan, we're toad smoking. Dan and Dan and Dan, we're toad smoking. Do you hear that? That's the wallpaper. <laughs> I can't stop thinking. The walls are breathing, man. Ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. I can hear my hair growing. You can hear my hair growing, man. Like ribbit, man. Here's Bill. Toad Venom. Bill, talk to me. Toad Venom. Hey, how are you freaking out about the Toad Venom uh, licking the toads when the mushrooms come out of the cow poop? Well, I, I don't know anything about magic mushrooms. Oh, come on. Who said magic mushrooms? <laughs> oh, come on. What? Do I look and sound like somebody that would eat magic mushrooms? Oh, not at all. <laughs> 
No, you, you don't even like vegetables. Why would you try that? That's right, right. Hey. Uh, peace, brother. All right, thanks, man. It's not bad after the first few. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. I've never eaten a magic mushroom in my life. <sighs> Two one zero. It was fed to me one day uh, unknowingly. Uh, I was taking a nap and my mouth was open and. Uh, you know, I sat down, and a friend of mine offered me a delicious-looking, nutritious salad. <laughs> kind of tasted like poop. After a couple of bites, I realized that something was amiss. <laughs> the lampshade started talking to me. My feet left my legs, <laughs> walked across the room on their own accord, and began talking to me. But, officer, I'm not on magic mushrooms. <laughs> Would you please stop melting? <laughs> 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 That's not oh it's the wrong thing to say to a cop. I'm not on drugs, would you please stop melting? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Yeah, read my books, read my books. It's all in the books. Uh, anyway. Yes. 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 Toad smoking. News talk five fifty KTSA. Nah, I'm shocked. Phone lines are open. Boy, there's some serious Beto butt-kissing going on yesterday, man. Some serious ass-kissing from the mayor, man. Whew. We thank you, Beto, for being a friend to our city. We have a lot of work to do up in Austin. We have so many people from across the city, teachers, grocery store clerks, nurses, doctors, families who have been through so much the past couple of years. We've been pulling together to get through. The hell we have. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Not with you. And here we are today to support somebody who we know is going to be working with us. Mm-hmm. Ron, you just kissed the ass of a cultural cultural appropriator. You're you're kissing the left ass cheek of a guy who is a fake Mexican. He walks around with a stupid made up Mexican name. And you kissed his ass. Mm. And you know what? It was a it was an Irish freckly white ass. That okay? He's not. It's not. It's it's that's he's a leprechaun. Okay, you just kissed a leprechaun's ass. Who walks around calling himself Beto? I didn't see the news reports. Trace says that the, the local reporters were trying to like Beto. Were they actually putting like little Hispanicy spin on it? Here comes Beto. Dang. You know, like, come on, man. I guess if you're if you got the right letter after your name, you can cultural you can appropriate any culture you want, right? You can be a white chick from the Midwest and and you know serve as you, you put on blackface and serve as the president of the local chapter of the NAACP. You can be a tall, gawky white guy from Illinois and call yourself an engine. Remember that Ward Churchill guy? Now that guy was a jerk. Or you got little Beto O'Rourke here, Robert O'Rourke, or whatever that Francis, whatever the hell his name is. And he's an he's he's a leprechaun, and he calls calls himself Beto. You know, I mean, how would you feel if I started going on the air every day now as like Pedro Martinez? You know what I mean, or Pedro Rimeres? I'll add an E S to my name, Chris Rimeres. You know, I, I, I joke around with my wife in the, for that, you know, on the, doing that, you know, sometimes like, you know. I was at a fundraiser last night at La Cantera with the Kingster, and it was pretty fancy schmancy. Chris, they had lobster. They had lobster hors d'oeuvres. People would bring a little plate round with lobster hors d'oeuvres on it. And my wife texted me and says, how is it? I'm like, oh, it's pretty fancy, baby, and I'm just a poor working class Mexican. You know, and I'm just being funny. I'm not walking around calling myself Beto. That'd be stupid. I'm freaking Norwegian, man. Ron, if you're out there listening, Ron, Mr. Mayor, you—he's he cult, he's a cultural appropriator. He calls himself Beto because he thinks Hispanic people are so stupid they'll vote for him because his name is Beto. And you kissed his ass. <laughs> He's not even very interesting. He's there's nothing there to that guy. There's just nothing there. 
At least they have something in common. <laughs> yeah, we got me there. They got that nothing thing in common there. And he's so hyper and uppity, man. That's what I can't. That's what really gets on my nerves. I'm Beto O'Rourke, and I. <laughs> Ron, you kissed his ass. When's Julian gonna? Is there like an, a Beto ass kissing line? Is like Julian in line behind Ron? When is Julian gonna start kissing his ass? I bet you you will. How much you want to bet, Chris? At some point, Julian kisses kisses Beto O'Rourke's, O'Rourke's ass. Oh, oh, I forgot. Yeah, Julian. Well, he didn't get a gig, man. He didn't get a gig in the administration. <laughs> I just every time I think of Julian, I remember that of all the people that ran against Joe Biden, even that dumbass Kamala Harris got something. You, you didn't, Julian. You didn't get any kind of appointment. It's weird, huh? Sucks for you. Anyway, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I'm such a jerk. But, hey, I'm a jerk to the right people, okay? I'm a jerk to the right people. Somebody's going to be a jerk to the jerks. All right? I mean when I say every day, spread the love and don't be a jerk, all right? But my job is to be a jerk, okay? Ron, you kissed Beto's ass. Beto, who talked about a blind squirrel. Remember the blind squirrel thing? Ron, you kissed his ass. You're never going to be Governor Ron. You're never going to be president. And when this thing comes around, they're not, there's not going to be a seat for you at the table. They're just letting you think there will be a seat at the table. Even freaking Beto won't have a seat at the table. <laughs> you know, by that time, Julian will be working at the local Walmart as a greeter. Two ones are... When he's tired, he'll have Joaquin, you know, sub for him. Two one zero five nine nine. Am I being too mean? Two one zero five five nine nine. Ron, people don't like Beto. Okay, most people don't like Beto. Most Hispanics don't like Beto. And you pursed up your lips and you kissed his Caucasian ass. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. She was kind of nauseating. At least the judge wasn't out there kissing his ass, because that would have been even worse. Because if he'd have kissed Beto's ass, he'd have left uh, uh, some mummy dust in the, uh, <laughs> the shape of a lip print on his on his white ass. <laughs> How does that make you feel? San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. How are you? How are you? What's going on with you? 210-599-5555. Final few moments of the show. What are you thinking about? If you'd like to discuss anything that we've brought up so far, such as toad smoking with Mike Tyson, uh, the Rittenhouse uh, trial, uh, what we think is going to happen. Uh, I'm getting, getting a little worried about it. Also, this business of... Uh, the the FBI being used, the counterterrorism division of the FBI being used to uh, to uh, follow and surveil and and hack the computers of of these parents showing up at these school board meetings, and that's creepy, man. Not to mention Merrick Garland lied about it under oath. He said it wasn't happening, and apparently it is. So we have a whistleblower now that is saying, "Yep, yeah, that's going on." Here, uh, here's Alex. Uh, Alex, how are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for taking my call. Sure, man. I just wanted to let everyone know out there besides yourself what an excellent show you guys have every day. Well, thank you. I happened to come across the Beto situation yesterday with Naren Turd holding <laughs> his hand like there's nothing better to do in San Antonio. God. I got grossed out when he raised his arm. God, dog, it looked like a fire engine got him. <laughs> and then I saw the best sign of all. Somebody had a sign that had B. E-T, and then the O, and they added two Fs. That was excellent. Have a good one. <laughs> All right, thank you. My man. <laughs> i got to do the spelling, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah well, it, it, you know, I, I don't know why Beto is so beloved. I really don't. But they in Austin, they love him. 
The pukes love his ass, and I don't know why. There's nothing to that guy. There really isn't. And now he's a, I'm going to time to legalize weed. We know why he's doing that, right? Because he wants to be cool, man. I'm Beto. I'm cool Beto, man. I'm going to get weed legalized, man. You know, he thinks that'll play well. And and actually, with the moron crowd, it, it will. You know, it will play well. But, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I think the guy is a, is an empty suit, man. There's just nothing there. I, I don't think he's very deep, you know, intellectually, honestly. And I'm not being a jerk by saying that. I honestly believe he's just not a very deep dude. Empty can be used in many ways to describe it. <laughs> yes, certainly it can. And yet they just fawn over him, man. They just fawn over that guy. You know, but I guess, you know, stupid is as stupid does, right? You just don't <laughs> remember your Forrest Gump. These aren't, uh, I, I, you know, it's it's shocking. Liberals in general just don't tend to be some of the deepest thinking people. And I'm being, I'm being you know, honest. I meet a lot of folks, right? And in general, when I'm talking to a, a liberal puke, Right, Chris? They just don't tend to be all that deep thinking. They just don't. Well, you know, if you're going to accept, you know, or have your opinions handed to you on a regular basis, you know, just handed to you, like here's here's the opinion right now you need to have, you know, you're 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 probably not going to be a very deep thinking human being, right? Because you're you're just accepting uh, your opinions uh, from other people or from a stinking meme or from MSNB puke. So you're not going to be you're not going to be Nietzsche, you know, if, that, if that's how intellectually how you live. Just again, mindlessly uh, uh, accepting opinions, your opinions from others. Again, I, I point to the fact that most people, apparently on the left, thought that Rittenhouse had shot three black guys. Why did they think that? Well, because the president called him a white supremacist, right? The media uh, uh, characterized him as a white supremacist. And so they just, uh, instead of looking into it th- themselves, well, he must have shot three black guys. Yeah, he came to Kenosha to shoot black guys. <laughs> and apparently they're shocked when they find out that they weren't black guys. There are three white dudes. It's like you could hear the wires frying in their little, their little wee noggins, you know? So, you know, if you think I'm being insulting, I, I don't care. <laughs> First off. Uh, and secondly, you know, they're just, that's people who are Beto supporters. I say it all the time. I'm going to say it again. You know, if I see a Beto sticker on a car, I assume there's at least one moron in that car. How's that make you feel? Here's Lou. Lou, how you doing? Oh, hi. How are you? Pretty good, man. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking about a comment you made about Beto a while ago. And I tell you what, you're not far from the truth. You're right. You hit the nail right on the head. (laughs) Thank you. Only problem is in San Antonio, you got these nut jobs right. that are so liberal and to the left that they will kiss his ass. And you got to remember one thing about Mayor Ron kissing his ass: there is a brown spot between his butt cheeks, <laughs> Bethel's butt cheeks. Oh God! That's what he was aiming for. <laughs> oh God! He's the visual. Oh, ooh, uh, he. Thanks for the yeah. call. Thanks for the call, man. <laughs> hey, not a problem, bro. All right, take it easy. <laughs> that was a little visual. A bit of visual there, wasn't it, Chris? Yeah. Put, put that image right in your mind, didn't it? Yeesh. Did you see the sun, Ron? Ugh. Did you see the sun? <laughs> well, that sunlight, you were shining up his ass. Uh, 210, I'm just going to go home and smoke a toad and kind of get over my issues, you know. Say that again. PETA didn't hear you. <laughs> right. Where's PETA on this one? Wait a minute. Where is PETA on this one? Mike Tyson smoking toad slime, and you don't hear nothing from PETA. All right? I put on my leather boots, and I'm the worst person in the world. He's squeezing something out of a frog's butt and smoking it. You don't hear anything about it, man. You don't hear PETA's oddly silent on the Mike Tyson toad smoking thing. I find that strange. No, I, again, you know, if I if I gotta if I gotta smoke what comes out of a toad's butt to get high, you know, that's just no, that's that's a bit much. That's uh, thank you, I'll pass. I I, I 
I can't really do anything anymore, but no, that, that's no, that's that's not going to happen. Can, can you imagine like a twelve-step program for toad smokers? <laughs> It'd be a twelve-hop program. A twelve-hop po- program. I'm Sean, I, and I'm a toad smoker. Relapsed pretty heavy over the weekend. I smoked three toads. They're not steps; they're lily pads. They're lily pads. Ugh, yeesh. That's just too far to go for a high, man. Here's Joe. Hey, Joe. Yes, sir. Hey, what's going on, man? No, I just wait till he comes in down the blocks trying to collect the guns, and that's only going to promote gun sales more. <laughs> he prob- yeah, he wants your guns. Don't forget that. Yeah. Dude wants your guns. He wants to get, he wants he wants he wants legalized weed and he wants your guns. So nah, I gotta go. Uh, two ones. <laughs> get the phone number out when I get a minute. I'm just trying to the whole toad smoking thing. I'm just trying to like I want to see it. I wonder if there's like a YouTube video of somebody doing that, just so I can see what it looks like. I don't want to do it. I just want to see how that works. Because, again, in the 80s, and we're talking about Mike Tyson has, has admitted now that he smokes toad venom and it makes him hallucinate, and this has saved his life from out of a very dark place. And I remember back in the 80s, used to hear a lot of people talk about licking toads, that you could lick a toad uh, and, and, and trip somehow. <laughs> Don Morgan sat up when I mentioned that. You're a vegetarian. You can't be licking no toads, dude. Let that be the final statement for the day. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer. Don Morgan, Rudy J from ESPN, and, of course, my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.